You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. Mm. Brother Wolven, I am in I can see that slurp, Missouri. and I raise you one. Mm-hmm. Raise me one. Oh, Diet yeah. Coke. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Mine was Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons. In Missouri. With the double-double cream mixture. Yeah, I brought oh, it with okay. me. <laughs> I brought a bag of K-cups <laughs> with me. And and I'm going to show you, our our listeners will not be able to see this, but I... I I brought my own Keurig machine. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. Have Keurig will so, travel. And I, yeah, I, and I've been in enough places that um, you know they don't often have that. So there's some people that still like you know brewed coffee or whatever. So I got one for twenty bucks on Marketplace, my favorite place to shop, and that works great. Does one cup, and uh, it works that awesome. Is great. And we are staying. We are staying in an incredibly beautiful place. There's a family in the church here. Um, we, we've not even met them yet. They're away on a, a trip. They're supposed to be home today, I think. And they have provided for us a beautiful accommodation. It's a, a one-bedroom studio-type apartment with a beautiful kitchen, uh, living room area, bathroom, and um, uh, laundry facility over their garage. Now, you know why they and offered it that it is you. incredible. Because, because they're not they there. Going to be there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they're not here. I should say not there. They're not in the house. So yeah. So very very kind. Uh, super nice for them to do that for us. And uh, we'll see them. I think today, if not today, Sunday for sure at church. And uh, looking forward to that. So super nice. And let me say that if you have the availability to do something like this, and you can help people out that are traveling, oh, it is so so very nice yeah, for you to be able to do that and help your church out. Weigh the liabilities. Because unfortunately, not right, everybody right, takes sure. care of things. Yeah, and we sure should. Yeah, I, doesn't always happen. Right, and I've I've learned that if you have a really nice place, people are more apt to take really nice care of it. Um, I, I I was taught that lesson years ago, and uh, it has proven true in many places. So, uh, yeah, super good. And this was really an incredible thing. Um, we're meeting up with Nate and we're bringing him his dog. And I said, now folks, if this is a problem, let me know. It's not a problem. Um, but we're bringing a small dog with us. Is that a problem? He doesn't shed, you know, you'll never hardly see him or hear him. They're like, no problem. We have a little house dog as well. Bring him. That'd be great. So they're very kind that way. And uh, I told Nate, if your dog does anything here, that dog will die. <laughs> and you might too. <laughs> so yeah, so it's been very, very kind, beautifully, very well done, and uh, so appreciative appreciative of that. So um, if you if you have the availability to do that and can help your church, it saves the church thousands and thousands of dollars in motel rooms. Um, 
gives people a really nice, comfortable place to stay. And you do get to meet some Amen. nice people from time to time and, and join in their ministry. So I'm looking at a map uh, with pins in it of people that have stayed here. And I can see that there's been somebody from the Philippines, somebody from, uh, looks like the uh, Ivory Coast, looks like somebody from uh, Mid-America. And there's a great big pin sticking in St. Thomas, Amen. Ontario, Canada. So yeah, so very, very nice. Good place. Good place. Well, we march on. We finish off the day with parents. We were fortunate enough to have good Praise parents. Not everybody, not not everybody no. has that. Whether whether they're safe or not. And we have to not, deal with that, yeah. You know. Um, right. There are those. Right. Uh, we've dealt with teenagers many times. Mm. I, I've ha- had mm-hmm. teenagers come to the altar, and I'll deal with them. And they have said... I've tried to give up my rock music, but when I get home, mom and dad yep. play it too. Yep. And I get hooked yep. again. What do I do? You know, and, and it's, uh, you know, it, it's tough having those mm-hmm. honest yeah. discussions and things, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Par- mm-hmm. Some teens have said, uh, and, and not in a gossip way, you know, because that, that can wind up, you know, being just somebody wants to tell on their parents and make them look bad and they're doing it in a in a pseudo spiritual manner but you know i i know guys who have said you know my dad's into pornography and nobody else knows but i know and i know where it is and i don't want to i don't want to get around it you know of course that was before the days Mm -hmm. of internet you know um so it's just uh uh you're dealing with parents that sometimes unsaved parents that have wounded their mm-hmm. children, maybe sent them to the hospital or committed mm-hmm. a crime against them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, molested right. them or something. I mean, that's, uh, wow, that that's tough. Well, and unfortunately, even saved parents. I've known people that were, you know, called themselves Christian people who injured children, injured children in the church, yes. injured women in the church, injured, you know, um, you know, a pastoral leadership in the church uh, as women. And it happens. And we've got to deal with that. And and how do you deal with that? How do you deal with a, a parent that is that way? And I know I've counseled more women than I want to mention that have said, my dad, my brother, my cousin molested yes. me, abused me, you know, those things. And that, and that, it, I don't want to say breaks a person, but it definitely injures oh, a person severely. And, and getting over that, and yeah, I, I had a, a lady one time. Um, they they were in the ministry, and she said there was a there was a man that abused me, and it really caused a lot of problems sure. in their marriage. She had a hard time trusting, giving herself, and those things. So yeah, that can be very very difficult. How do you how do you deal with that as as a a child and your parents? You know, uh, maybe an alcoholic, maybe a drug addict, maybe abusive. How does how a Christian young person and maybe older person deal with that? Well, a Christian young person, number one, try to stay safe. If, if yep. you need to put locks on your door, if you need to put a chair under the door handle. I mean, I, I know this sounds really weird having a podcast and talking about this, uh, but there are some situations that you just need to stay safe. Do what you need to do mm-hmm. to stay safe. If anyone mm-hmm. uh, 
you know, commits a crime against you, I would go to the police. It, go yeah. find some adult that will help you, and go to the police. Yeah, uh, it it just right. th- that's so important. That that's so important because if nothing else, and I know people feel shame, people feel all kinds of different things, but if nothing else, it'll stop that person from doing it to someone else. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I will say this, and I know things are a little different in the States. In Canada, if somebody comes to me and says, hey, my dad is molesting me, my uncle, my brother, whoever, I have an obligation to take that to the authorities. If I if I deem that that is, you know, that is, you know, credible, I have I have to report that to the authorities. And there are some people that will think, well, I, I don't want to go because, you know, I don't I don't want to get them in that much trouble. I want you to know if they're doing that, they need Amen. to be in that much trouble. And I have no problem reporting that and keeping you safe. That's part of my obligation as a pastor for the sheep of the fold to keep you sheep from the keep you safe from the wolves and and you know those those that would harm you. So I absolutely agree. And um, I recently had somebody contact me and say there was somebody on a church staff years ago that did some wrong things. You know, can you help me? And I said absolutely. I'll do all that I can to help you. If that's if that's a true statement and and you can prove that that's true, then yeah, that's that's something we need to take care of. So um, I don't think there are many pastors today. I think in past there was kind of a you know let's kind of just keep it quiet. We'll keep the church out of this. We'll keep the authorities out of this, and we'll try to deal with this as best we can. I don't think that happens much anymore. There's been too much repercussion from those kind of things. Well, so yeah, I think most pastors are willing it does to deal with still it. Happen you know quite a bit i mean even the it does even it does. the situation with the uh, southern baptist convention shows that in the last 10 to 15 mm. years it still happens way 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 yeah, too it does. much uh, but um you know that 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 is not thankfully the norm but but i just feel like we got to say something here uh for maybe some teens that that are going through some great difficulty like that. So, but then you've got other situations yeah. where maybe a parent is maybe angry all the time, or uh, they they are intentionally hypocritical. Uh, you know, maybe they're even a lost person who's pretending to be saved. And you know, a, mm. a lot of teens, if they're trying to begin to follow the Lord, they see this. And if you're not mm-hmm. careful, you can build up some real resentment against your parents, and you can't do yes. that. You have got you have got to give that over to the Lord. One of the things about a, a teen, you're, you're at the threshold of becoming an adult, and as a little kid, you know you thought mom and dad would never do anything wrong, or they're you know you've got the epitome of you love them to death, and hopefully you still do. But when you get older, you start seeing flaws. And if you're not careful, I don't care who your parent is, you're going to see some flaws. And if you don't deal with that properly, that's going to cause some real spiritual problems in you. Because the rebellion that we have to deal with is so strong that all of us have to deal with, now we think we've got an excuse Oh, my mom and dad are this way, so I'm going to be 
totally this way because they're a bunch of phonies. It, it doesn't mean the Bible's not true. Just because you're seeing some inconsistencies and the very best godliest parents are still going to have inconsistencies because they're human beings. Mm-hmm. So, teenager, let me ask you, before you start throwing your mom and dad under the bus in your own mind and in your own heart, tell me how perfect you are first. Hmm. I think, too, you you become you become such a problem in your parents life even as a christian young person you're gonna you're gonna draw some things out of your parents that you don't want to see i mean as as godly as we want to be sometimes it's that parental leadership and relationship with teenagers or grown children as a grown child you're running home to your parents and complaining you're running home and talking about all your problems you're running home and you know cutting up your spouse and all those things you're, you're going to draw some things out of people that you don't want to see so i think you have to be consistent in your life as well with an with an unsaved parent i think you have to as best you can exemplify christ twice as much as you normally would and again we talked about being consistent in your christian walk don't give your unsaved parents any more ammunition than you than you yes. absolutely have to. Um, you know, we are to honor our parents, whether they're saved or not. They may not be honorable, but I think we do need to try to honor them Amen. as best we can. And, you know, without going against God's word, there are things that they'll ask us to do that we can do. And I, th- I think we should t- try to demonstrate Christ, demonstrate Christ before them and to them. And then at every opportunity, try to show them, you know, that Christian life and how much better it is. You don't have to be miserable. You don't have to be an angry person. You don't have to be addicted to a substance. You can come free of that through Christ and look what he's done in our life and, and try to show that um, in their lives. So, yeah. All right. I got a yeah, couple of questions parents, That can be you. tough. Um, sure. I am generic teenager A. <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. have to. Have my uh, smoker cough yeah. breath. Uh, I was, yeah. was going to say, yeah. Okay, so. Generic yes. teenager A yeah, smoker. Okay. okay, go ahead. So, um, and I come and say, my mom and dad say that I'm on, I'm not allowed to come to church anymore on Sunday mm. morning. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Right. Wow. That's a good question. Well, I think, first of all, I have to beg and plead with my parents, please, I want to go. I need to go. It's a part of who I am. I am commanded of God to go, depending how old that kid is. I mean, if you're 12, that's one thing. If you're 19, that's another. And I I think you have to try and find a way that you can go um, without directly disobeying them. Um, I, I... you know, if you could go Wednesday or if you can watch online or something. I mean, but if you're 16, 17, 18 and you're a place where you could move out and be on your own, it'd be very, very difficult. Or if there's somebody that would help you with that, you may have to make that choice because to me, it's that important. We had a young man that came to our church um, as a teenager. He told his mom and dad that he was going to play volleyball on Wednesday nights, and he was. He was playing volleyball at church, but he never told them that it was at our church. They were a different denomination, a very old, old school denomination, and they really frowned on, number one, playing sports, uh, number two, uh, being a part of any other type of religion. And so he would tell them, I'm going to play volleyball, but he never said it was at church. He ended up getting saved. 
and eventually told his parents and invited them to come to his baptism. They came, which was a shocker. But um, yeah, he was able to do it. But he kind of had to. He kind of had to keep it under wraps. Okay, I'm generic teenager B, and my mom and okay. dad say you're not going to that youth activity. Hmm. Yeah. Parents that use absence from church function as a punishment, you're making a huge mistake. Huge mistake. You don't want your kids to resent the church and and to become bitter because they can't go to church. That's the place you want them to be. If they're having problems, you want so them to be there. what's your advice to the team? I think, yeah, I, I think, you know, again, I, I just talked about a boy that kind of basically did that. Um and and kind of bent around that i think that i think the proper thing is again if you're a younger teenager i think you have to you have to adhere to your parents instruction but i think you have to let them know mom and dad i think you're making a mistake this is something that would be good for me this is something that would help me and you know i'll work on what's wrong just don't don't force me to miss those good things in my life and as you get older, if it means that you've got to move out to be able to serve the Lord, then I think you've got to make that decision. Yeah, that's where I what see you a say? difference what do you between say? church and a church activity. You know, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. we're not commanded in the Bible to go to church activities. You know, a youth youth right. group or a you know a uh, you know an activity. We're all going bowling, something like that. Uh, and sometimes right. Christian parents, right or wrong, will do that. You know, they'll they'll mm-hmm. warn them sometimes. You know, for two weeks, I clean up your room. You're not going. Clean up your room. Okay, you're not going. And and it's not always an anti-church thing. Uh, so I don't. I agree with you a million percent. I don't think it's wise, uh, even for you know mm-hmm. Christian parents to do that. You know, be careful about that. But. You know, sometimes it comes down to, hey, you disobeyed, and so therefore you don't get to do this privilege, yes. you know. But, but mm-hmm. no, you're not going to church. Well, that, boy, that's a command of God. So now, now you have yeah. to weigh that differentiation between, uh, you know, which of God's commands to you obey, obey your parents in the Lord, of course, or, you know, not forsaking the assembling ourselves together, you know, so... Uh, it's yeah. it's a, it calls for wisdom, and uh, you know we oftentimes want to want to think it's one, it's one of two choices, but you got a third. You know, you do like Daniel. Daniel could have refused, he could have acquiesced, but he prayed. You know, and so many times, you know, we ought yeah. to we ought to drive us even as teens to your knees. Lord, change mom and dad's mm-hmm. heart. I, I want to honor you, and I want to mm-hmm. honor your word. And I think the Lord is pleased when we have that kind of an attitude instead of just, you know, I'm going because bless God. So, Yeah, I, I think that it doesn't hurt to sometimes use your youth pastor or your pastor as a help in those situations um, and contact them. Most young people have a phone today. You know, my parents don't want me to come. If you're wrong and they're disciplining you and you know you're wrong and that's the discipline, that's one thing. But if they're just saying, no, we don't want you to go because we just don't want you to go. I think it's another thing to say, have the youth pastor come by. Hey, is, you know, Timmy uh, coming to the activity? No. 
oh, why not? He's such a valuable part of our ministry. We would love for him. Is there anything I can do to, to help? Uh, yeah, we just don't want him to come. Well, well, why not? Is there, Have we done something wrong? You know, has he done something wrong? I, I think to have a mediator there is sometimes a good thing and Amen. maybe to it's be able to challenge point. parents a little bit and give some example. Amen. I think that's why God puts those people in our lives. And, and sometimes your friends, sometimes your friends can be that mediator and, you know, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, is, is you know, is Timmy coming? No. Oh, man, I was really hoping he's my buddy, you know, and everybody's going to be there. We're going to have a great time. We learned about the Lord. You know, somebody like that, I think, can help in those situations as well. All right, let so, me ask you another question. Yeah. What you about, know, uh, okay, your college age, you know, let's, let's say you're, yeah. you're somewhere young 20s you know very late teens early 20s at some point in there and your parents have not been criminals but they've really not been the best parents mm-hmm. all right the majority of people that age have some animosity you know in their heart towards mm-hmm. parents that that for one reason or another may be legitimate and may not be at all but they feel like their parents mm-hmm. weren't good parents. All right, what do you tell right. them? They're adults. They're 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 adults already, and yep. so yep. they're dealing yep. with this yep. animosity. Well, I think, and I've told my kids this: life looks a whole lot different once you have to live the responsibility of a parent who has a mortgage, who has children, who has marital struggles who has to work in an unsaved you know Mm -hmm. business world life looks a little different and you may understand some of the pressures like my my kids challenged me i'm going to be very transparent my kids challenged me you're tough dad you're you're tough when we were kids you you had a temper when we were kids you were you know you weren't an easy guy to live with sometimes and i told them i said guys when you're carrying the weight of the world and you have to pay that mortgage. And man, money was tight. It was tight for us. And, and you want to supply for your kids and you want to give them, you know, the quote, normal life or the Canadian or American dream. And that's not happening. And and your wife is saying, hey, our kids need our kids need. And you're not meeting that need sometimes. Man, that's a hard thing. And it does put a pressure on and you do become irritated at yourself more than them. I think sometimes you have to take that into mm-hmm. view. Um, if they're not saved parents, they don't have the yeah. Holy Spirit. They, they didn't have the guidance of God's word. They're, they were trying to do what unsaved people do, and that they struggle. And so you've got you've to cut them a little slack sometimes in those areas. Um, because they didn't know the Bible, they didn't know the way that a child should be raised, you got to cut them that slack. And then I think you have to be somewhat sympathetic to the, the, the idea that maybe they had a rough childhood. Maybe mm-hmm. they didn't have a right mm-hmm. example as a, maybe their parents were off, and you do see that in second and third, fourth generations. Their parents struggled, so they didn't have a right example. So I, I try people to get people to be sympathetic and understanding. Um, and then I tell them this, break Amen. the chain. Break the chain. Don't you Amen. be that person. You, you show them a different life. You show them how to live the things of Christ. And here's something I've struggled with over the years is when parents have two or three kids, and one of them gets saved and they have a great marriage and they have great kids and man, they're respectful and they honor and all those things. And then the other two don't. It's funny that sometimes that the the family will turn against the Christians and kind mm-hmm. of bond together. 
And I don't understand why doesn't the rest of the family want to have the life that that Christian family's got? Why wouldn't they say, hey, guys, we're messed up and they're not. We should be living what they are. That's a struggle yes. I have. So yeah, for they're, that they're children college age and early married and life. And that light makes manifest. And it shows the darkness. Yeah. And they've got a lot more in common living in darkness than being around children of light. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and you don't feel convicted. Um, living around that yeah. Christian family, you feel somewhat convicted. We we should have that marriage. We should have that life, but we don't. And uh, we don't want to necessarily give up the yes. life we've got, but we don't want to change that life. So Amen. that makes it tough. So, wow. Hey, great yeah. week. Great topic. Yep. Thank you for sending that in. Amen. Appreciate that very much. And a um, couple that came from British Columbia and from Tennessee, from two folks from those two uh, two places. And so, so one Canadian, one Americano. Yep. Yeah, 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 it's very good. So there you go. It's kind of like, you know, other people that are really at odds, but yet very similar in their loves and their passions and, you know, their life. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> not about. Not to mention any names. No, not at all. You know, that's just, you don't that want just to set a bad shows, example. no matter where you're from, we're, we all have the same issues. We're deal. We are people. We really do dealing with people. Oh, and we all have we yeah. all have issues. We've got to we've got to try to work with. Yeah, yeah. Here's a topic that we didn't deal with, but maybe at another time. In laws, you know your your son marries a girl, and she's not like your family, and she wants him to move, and she wants him to, or, you know, your daughter marries a boy, a, you know, a guy, and he's not what you thought, and he doesn't like football like you do, and he likes to do Legos. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. So, but, is this um, your way you of know, complaining about your wimpy sons-in-law? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Don't tell either one of my They let that. their wives drive. They'll, they'll pound me to death. Oh, I'm telling them. <laughs> what do you do with a son-in-law who lets his wife drive the car? I, I'm just dumbfounded. I don't know what to do. A lot of guys do. do that. A lot of guys do that. Yeah. I know it. That's a whole other podcast. We're going to do one on things that guys let their wives do that they shouldn't because we never did. That's going to be it. <laughs> what do you mean your wife handles the money? Are you nuts? <laughs> We're going to call it old school, new school. You're getting kicked out of school. <laughs> oh, man. It's been a good week. Yes. It's good to see you. Good to spend yeah, some time with you. Good to be back you. together again. I was told yeah, at a preacher's yeah. meeting in Dayton last week, they said, uh, I miss you on the podcast. It's just Brother Stone with, yeah. the, with another pastor interviewing. He said, I miss you. So now I don't know yeah. why you missed me. It could be just because yeah. I, I'm the one who's always being mocked and being uh, derided and and put down and so yeah really yeah wow hmm. i listened to your podcast um when i wasn't there and i heard some derogatory remarks well I, you know i wasn't being didn't have any antagonism i was just being honest <laughs> yeah sure sure 
Well, let me just say that it's not just the state of Michigan that hates you. Um, <laughs> there's an entire country to the north. <laughs> ah, we love you. We love you. Um, I do like what Titus said. He said, I asked him, I said, um, what do you love most about Tim Talks? He said, the humor. That's it. <laughs> the jokes. <laughs> and many people do. Many people do. But, uh, yeah, when you're dealing with subjects like, subjects like this, you better have a little humor. There you're gonna, you go. You're going to weep through the whole thing, right? So, yeah. Amen. Well, great week. Thank you for that. Look forward to being with you next week. And we are working. We hope to do it. We can't make any promises. We're hoping to get our wives to do some podcasts with us. Um, Two or three weeks, if we could do that, that'd be great. I have so many ladies ask when are your wives coming back they love our wives and uh, we really do try but man their schedules aren't like ours they have jobs and um they have to be committed to things (laughs) and they look after grandchildren uh uh, all day free just to goof off yeah no yeah yeah exactly exactly you know two three days a week just to sit at a microphone and (laughs) yes responsibilities somebody has to pay the bills around here man wow because it's certainly not this podcast i'll tell you that (laughs) let's see in the five or six years we've been doing this i got a gift card it's more than i got i get the bills i know i'm gonna send you bills for the podcast that's right you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna take you out when i get there and say thank you i don't need for your time on talks (laughs) no not coffee no I'm going to get you a chicken McNugget. All right. <laughs> or as Isla says, Chicky McNuggie. Chicky McNuggie. <laughs> McNugget. Yeah. Hey, I'm working on, I'm working on Isla. Isla did uh, an intro for me. She's oh, two years awesome. old. Oh, my goodness. I think I'm going to use it next week. So get ready on Monday. It, it, it'll be a little Isla, I think. Um, it's, I got to do a little editing because she needed a little coaching. <laughs> so. If you could do that, that'd be great. And then why don't you work on I getting get my mom um, to do it. your mom? Yes. Come on. You got to yes. get your mom. Man, people are, people are yes, waiting. It's I been know. months and months. You got to sneak it. Don't even tell her you're recording. Just, you know, say, hey, mom, could you say this for me? And just record her blind. I slapped around. Deceiver. I better let her know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was pretty much your whole childhood. So, I mean, what's one more? <laughs> What do you expect when you ask her for a drink of whiskey? (laughs) Seven-year-old Danny. Whiskey. (laughs) For Titus, who's listening to episode 308. (laughs) Titus, you got to go back a few. You got to go back a few to get that one. Yes, well, we did have a request of to promote like some of the best episodes that we think they are, but... Man, it take us forever to go back through, and because we didn't take detailed notes per episode, and so it would take us forever to try to find them. So maybe we should oh, have people sure. yeah. uh, in the next month. Why don't you mm-hmm. uh, donate, or, yeah. or why don't you nominate your favorite yep. podcast? Give us the number, yes. podcast mm. episode number. Mm-hmm. And we'll check them out. Maybe right. maybe the week of Christmas we'll redo the best ones or clips from yeah. the best ones. That would be that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Or we're coming up on episode seven seven seven. I don't know if they can get yeah. them in that quick. 
No, but I did. I did have somebody ask me. You know, would you do a, a thing on your favorite uh, episodes? And we did do that. We did that uh, last year, I think it was. We looked at three or four that we really liked. But yeah, that would be great, and see if some of them are similar. I know. I know for sure that people have commented over and over again about the um, the episodes we did with Jim mm-hmm. Alter, um, and the one we did on. Um, oh, what was it? I, oh, I just had it in my mind. Um, Jim Alter. Oh, and uh, was it the uh, something to do with family? Oh, what was it? Yeah, the, the I can't uh, remember the uh, divided family, and yep, yep, divided family. Yeah, yeah. The um, wasn't divided right. family. The um, yes. blended families. Blended families. That's what it was. Blended families. There you go. Okay. All right, man. We right. got to go. We got to go. Thank you for listening this week. This is Tim Talks. I'm Al Stone in Missouri, headed to Ohio. This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. God bless you. Thank you so much. Hey, this is Tim Talks. The Tim Talks. We love you and appreciate you. Have a great weekend day. We'll see you on Monday. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.